Welcome back to the Dream Studios podcast and to part two of my conversation with Matt Reed and Chris McQueen. We'll get right to it. Here's where we left off. So the the funny thing about your tracking process was that it was it was it seemed to me just all one takes. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that you just came in here and it's like <clears throat> let's not have any illusions about that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give away any any trade secrets. <laughs> no, it's um, but just that it was equal parts that you had to execute the parts that were written. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of like an ath- almost like an athletic endeavor or something like let's get you know like let's get this done boys. Truly. And uh, then, but then there was the other side of things, which is the improvisation side. Um, and is there is there something that you? It, there, I know there's not like a switch, but you you have to fluidly go between those two mindsets. Uh, can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, or if that's true? The uh... Well, the switch, the switch is more like you can breathe on the improvisation section. Some <laughs> yeah. of, some of our songs are, are, I think part of the fun of, uh, for us is again, getting back to that, you know, making it interesting for ourselves and, and trying to do stuff on the guitar that we're curious about. And we push ourselves quite a bit, uh, on the written stuff, I would say, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So so a lot of it is I mean I remember we we did a live <clears throat> uh like a Facebook live a few months ago and I think we threw in like one cover song. We we played like Africa. Mm-hmm. And then I, th- I think around Christmas time we did like my favorite things. And it was yeah. just like, oh, I can totally relax this whole song. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, so hmm, famous songs are easier than ours. <laughs> I think Interesting. Yeah, I think for us and 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 the more we've played, the more we've rehearsed I, I I think about the best I felt so far is like before we came and recorded, it was like getting, yeah. And it starts to become a lot more fun because when you're just sort of stressed about nailing all the parts, it's, it's, uh, it can be more of, like you said, like an athletic endeavor. And then like, so the switch is just try to be in the moment for the, for everything. But when it comes to the improv sections, I don't know. It's very hard to talk about the mindset of, of improvising, but I, I think just listening and, and trying to follow the th- whatever thread you are on. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's part of what, you know, we do work on over a long period of time as musicians is creating that transition and like making it work and be really cool. Like the transition between playing something that's written and something that's improvised like you that's one of those things that you hope to make seamless but it's not for a long time like mentally and probably in your own in your playing it's not really perceived as seamless for a long time but then hopefully eventually it gets that way like you want to play the parts even if they're written you want to play them with enough energy to where it sounds like that you could be improvising and then you know when you're improvising you want to make it sound like this could be something that is really well crafted and then it flows very there's that word again. Mm-hmm. And, then it, and then it flows like really seamlessly <laughs> back into the written part in a way that's like hope, you know, if you could have written a cool solo ending, then you, you would have done that. So that is very interesting about when you're doing the written part, you want to, you want to kind of make it seem like imp- mm-hmm. improvisation and vice versa. I was going to say a lot of my favorite improvisers, their solos sound like they are like, 
compositions in the, in themselves. Like well, they, apparently, Jaco Pastorius did write out his solos. Oh, I just he? found that out like last year. I mean, I remember oh, listening yeah. to I, <laughs> yeah. I was always into uh, Bela Fleck yeah. and the Flecktones in high school, and like, I mean, I remember hearing a lot of Bela solos, just thinking like these are these are like perfect. Like like mm-hmm. everything is not only the execution and the ideas, but the, the just his narrative that yeah. goes through it, just so good. So I was always attracted to like that kind of narrative, mm-hmm. like tell the story. Um, yeah. I do think that there, like I have had moments of realizing that maybe I've, you know, to some extent fetishized the idea of improvising something totally brand new too much. You know, like I feel like, you know, in, in different ways, it's like, I have had that realization, like listening to like super old, like big band jazz and realizing that like a lot of those solos, they weren't coming up with that, like in the moment, always like some of that they was written out, but they play it with so much feeling. It's like, yeah, you listen. can hear that on giant steps when you listen to the alternate takes of Coltrane yeah. solos. I mean, yeah, like you, there's stuff worked out. Yeah. You hear a lot of, that doesn't make it ideas. not legit. It's still mm. like, cause you're playing it and going back to the, like playing it as if it's improvised, like with that same energy because there is a fine line. I mean, none of, we're not coming up with these notes out of nowhere. Like we we all have vocabulary, so you know, I think that there's nothing wrong with having a super strong built-in vocabulary, and then you're like in the moment, you're using it in a really good way. Yeah, it's just like how we're speaking right now. Exactly. Yeah. Oh shit! It's just it's just like la- it's just language. <laughs> it's a language. Bro. It's just right though. Yeah. And also, when you think about like a a written solo, like maybe a lot of a lot of rock solos, for instance, they I guess they don't. I mean, they don't. They come from some element of improvisation mm-hmm. before they're yeah. condensed and yeah. made leaner. Yeah, with like a, a written written. I don't mean writing down, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So everything kind of comes from that. Yeah, or they yeah. improvised five takes and comped it together and then that's the right. solo they learned <laughs> yeah. to play live well i was gonna say because that the the first time i really had the thought about playing something impro- playing something written out as if it's improvised was from this rock band that i was that i used to be in that like it was sort of like the idea was we're gonna do the brian may style guitar solo on every song so <laughs> that was our thing and like every solo was like written out note for note but then when i played it live that was like my whole mentality it was like i'm gonna play it with the feeling that every single note is improvised because I'm also in jazz school. So like, I care so much about that. Yeah. So like kind of like <laughs> cemented in my brain that that's a thing that you could try to do. I want to ask a little bit about like studio stuff and getting sounds. And I wanted to ask you guys, um, we did spend the first half of that first day getting the right sounds from each of your guitars. You both have gorgeous sounding guitars. Uh, and we really just wanted to make, them sound like your guitars so we made some small mix adjustments here and there explored uh reverbs um that we wanted to put on afterwards we didn't track with reverb um we didn't put much eq or compression on um we messed with panning a little bit to to you know we ended up bringing it down a little closer to the center we started pretty wide um and with your guitar, Matt Reed, mm-hmm. um, I think we leaned more heavily on the mic that was close to the hole on your guitar mm-hmm. rather than the neck because we were getting a little, a little too 
brittle or high-endy on yours, so we, we mm-hmm. took the low end of the hole and vice versa with, with you, Chris. Um, all of which is to say, I didn't really have to do that much. <laughs> you guys have great guitars, and I wanted to... Uh, I wanted you guys just to tell us about your actual guitars. Chris, you first. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, Matt's probably going to be able to speak more about it than I will. Um, I pretty much defer to him on, like, all things gear, um, especially about acoustic guitars. Um, but it's, uh, they're, they're made here in Austin. They're, they're by uh, Callings. Mine is a Waterloo. And yours was the Callings, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Callings is a company that makes guitars here by hand. They have a factory, and um, and then they also have like a, a like a subdivision called Waterloo that's like based on like these old Gibsons, right? Mm-hmm. And they so they have more of like an old fashioned kind of like mid, slightly more mid rangey tone, um, and yeah, yeah, they're based off of like catalog guitars like sears catalog tonight like 20s and 30s so much 1920s. more simply built huh and, they were they and were cheaper which is nice yeah really? so bill collings who's who uh, passed away a few years ago um he used to have i believe like a old kalamazoo in his office so gibson guitars uh, made a cheaper line uh called kalamazoo because the factory i believe was in kalamazoo michigan so Collings, the name of Austin before it was Austin is called Waterloo. So they named their cheaper brand Waterloo for the town. Pretty cool. But wait, Austin was called Waterloo? Yeah, back in the back in the day. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wild. I yeah, didn't know that. Uh, I'm uh so yeah, so I play a Collings. Uh, it's the actually this their it's an OM1A JL, which is for Julian Lodge, who oh. great friend of Collings and uh, actually a friend of, uh, studied with him, and um, he had a really good relationship with Collings, and they worked on that guitar for several years and created kind of a um, sort of like a guitar to a, a brand new guitar that has a bit of an older sound like a um like an older martin um so try to create a new guitar that breaks in quickly sounds older um a little bit drier raw more raw tone than like normal callings which are very pristine and crystal you know crystal like and See, I guess both of us were playing instruments that are not exactly like your normal modern acoustic guitar sound. Yeah, right. Um, that's yeah, that's definitely true. I noticed that right away. It's 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 a great sound, but it's definitely different. Yeah, yeah, and we're just the the nature of our two guitars. I mean, um, mine's an OM size. Yours is a, is a double O size, smaller. Yeah, are I, they I, both smaller than the than a typical? Yeah, it's smaller than like a dreadnought, uh, normal. You know, your normal big acoustic. Yeah, like, like smaller than that one, right? A little smaller than that, yeah. Um, and yours is ladder braced, which gives it a different tone. Mine's X braced. What does um, that mean? The bracing, the wood uh, on the inside of the guitar. If you look through the sound hole, you see all these little. Oh, uh, okay. Under the top. Under the top and on the back. Uh, if you look at mine on the back, if you just look down a guitar sound hole, you'll see mine has an X two pieces of wood that cross in the middle. Okay. Chris's looks like a like just straight bars across like ladder. It's like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, like it's one of those things where 
you know, you listen to it differently based on the your surroundings. So, like, we went to the Collings factory and, and you know, played a bunch of different guitars. And in that setting, you can hear a difference between those things. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, I can <laughs> hear it. Like, that is actually a different thing. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, of course, it's like a really subtle distinction. It's like listening to different reverbs or whatever. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I can hear how that's like that. But then in a totally different setting, you're just like, oh, it's some reverb. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like... In right. <laughs> words playing acoustic guitars, but then yeah, it can be really fine tuned, yeah. very specific. So basically, Collins. Huh. I mean, we're lucky to live in Austin and be friends with those guys and and be able to, uh, before the virus, uh, go down there and yeah, you know, hang out and try different guitars that they're making and stuff like that. Yeah, but they cool. make they make uh, arguably, I mean, def- some of the best guitars in the world. Yeah, we're we're like you said, very lucky in that way. I mean, yeah. like I've every other guitar I've had is just like you know, I bought from, for whatever other reason that, but this is like, oh, this is Austin. They're actually here and you can go there and talk to them. And that's just a cool opportunity. Yeah. And they're just, they're just awesome people. Wonderful people and great. Yeah. That's, that's pretty excellent that it's a, it's right here in Austin. That must feel good to have a guitar made here at home. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, let's see what else I got on this notepad. But, you know, mine. I will also say, you know, oh, yeah. you should, you shouldn't downplay yourself so much. Cause you know, you, you, you made it sound beautiful. Yeah. And, oh, thanks. And, mm-hmm. Like so much better than our last record. And for, you know, beyond what we had been hoping for, it was, yeah, you did a great job. Great job. Hope. Thanks. Man. And so awesome to work man. with too. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been t- telling a lot of people, friends and stuff about you and stuff just like. Um, yeah, just so, you know, I don't know. We've probably... Hogue, you've got a great working... you got a, you got good, a good bedside manner, you know? <laughs> like, I know this is your podcast, so, like, you're mostly not going to talk about yourself, but you got a good bedside manner, like, you're very focused, but also fun. Like, I've worked with a lot of different engineers, and it's I feel like it's not it's not always the case. Like, yeah. it's like, you, you know how to stay on task, but you also know how to not get, like, annoyed or like yeah 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 you don't you don't start hitting the space bar a little harder if we ask for a, a little change <laughs> yeah oh yeah guys i can do that <laughs> oh yeah boom yeah no i uh well i appreciate you saying that fellas um you're a pleasure also you do funny impressions and that that goes a long way <laughs> excellent maybe yeah. i should put those on the website <laughs> yeah definitely also, i, I actually just assumed this whole podcast was going to be you in some sort of character so yeah. I can go back to Trump, I can, folks, yes. but I think people are pretty sick of it. I don't think they want to hear it anymore. Um, well, no, but I do appreciate you saying that. Um, I will deflect again by saying that uh, the analog simulations made by Universal Audio <laughs> are great, and they make shit sound awesome. Yeah, but I, I have those, too, and it doesn't sound as good, so it's not all... <laughs> well, okay. I will take the compliment. Um, yeah, I think... Yep. I mean, it just we gave you a few references, and, and I was... I, I know we were both, like, impressed how quickly and uh, surprisingly close to the references you got, like, right away. Like the, the volume, the the sound, the tone. Awesome. Yeah. So it's well, really uh, good. Yeah, it's it's everybody has uh, a part in that, and you guys communicating what you wanted um, early on 
helped me and also what you wanted vibe wise and temperature wise yeah so um, let's, really talk, let's talk about that temperature let's was... talk about that temperature and that vibe so you guys were not into the overhead lighting but you were into the bulb lighting that goes around mm-hmm. part of the room mm-hmm. so we we cut the ceiling lights that's right we put on those bulbs mm-hmm. we lit a candle that smells you know like laundry or something i appreciate mm-hmm. the candle mm-hmm. we turned that that heater on. We turned that goddamn heater up real, real high. Yeah. And we recorded on a snow day in Austin. And it snowed. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Are you familiar with the term Huga? No. Huga is spelled like H-Y-G-G-A, I want to say. And it's probably a new in there somewhere. It's, I think it's, it's a this, Danish is word. Is this the Swedish thing? I think it's oh, Danish. it's ringing a bell. Danish. Expound. So it's, uh, it's the term, I, I, I don't have like a, a good definition on hand, but it's like, that like cozy feeling mm-hmm. that you can develop with, with atmosphere. Mm. So it's like, it's exactly that. It's like snowing outside, but you have like candles on. It smells nice. You've got like a cozy atmosphere with potentially with friends. Like that could be part of hookah. It's like a whole like mentality. So um, it's like, yeah. the, it's like the Norwegian feng shui. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I appreciated the candle, and uh, I have to say that at home we have about five thousand candles <laughs> for whatever reason. I mean, it's always we've always been into candles, and by we, of course, I mean my wife, and uh, she's you know always been into candles, and I've been like sort of dragged into it and realized that it's actually amazing. Yeah, and I should stop complaining whenever she stops at the store to smell every candle because like I don't I have no problem enjoying them once they're home. Yeah. So, it's I a, know, it's, man. It's a good part of life, and I think that you know we should all embrace it more. Just like things that smell good and that look good and that make us happy. It's not they're not frivolous. No, we should. Mm-hmm. This is a great point. It's very important. And I'm just recently getting into to candles myself. Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you this. Yeah. Woodwicks. Woodwicks. That's a brand. I Wood, should be. Oh no, it's not a brand. It's a thing. Wooden wicks. Oh, wooden wicks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna thank me. Awesome. It's like having a little mini campfire. Right next to your head. Oh, God. Well, not right yes. next to your head, because then you'll like, crack- get crackles. on fire. But, like, yeah, it crackles in the most delightful way. Yeah, it's great. Excellent. I will, uh, I'll get some. Yeah. But, yeah. so, I'm not sure I quite understand what happens to the wick, because it's wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it just burn away? I, I don't, I can't explain the science behind it. Um, <laughs> I should, I mean, it, it works like any other wick. It just it slowly burns, but the wax feeds the flame, so it prevents it from burning okay. down instantly. That's a good point. I suppose I don't really know how any wick works. The, yeah, yeah, it actually is kind of amazing, <laughs> just when you think about how candles work in the first place. It, like, literally draws the wax up through, like, you know, a vacuum. Is that like an example of a vacuum in nature? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Matt, do you know? No, I'm (laughs) just just thinking about how many different kinds of wicks there are out there. It's not a black cat wick. Those real thin paper ones. Um, No, it's not an M80 wick. Those are are a little slower. Are you talking about like fireworks? I'm talking about like like fireworks. Oh, okay. Um, It's not a like a. They're made out of very thin paper. They look like bamboo, sort of, but um, but they're, there's there's different varieties of wood wicks too, and they have different levels of crackliness. It's interesting that you and I, Chris, are talking about cozy candles, and Matt comes in and talks <laughs> about M80s and and black cats. He'll get there. I suppose they both have wicks, but. Uh... <laughs> 
again. Not, but that is not Huga, right? It's not Fireworks a, are not part of Huga. What about like a, well, unless like they're a whale off, oil. If they're off in the distance, that could be Huga. What about like a whale oil candle? The, the oh. No, one. that's like illegal. That's not... That's not cool. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, not I don't think condoning we can... whale oil. I'm just <laughs> Matt. I don't think we can kill whales anymore wow, for their oil. Didn't realize that. That's where we were. Um, I don't know if this duet's gonna survive actually, this yeah, podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I just uh, bought it. Jeez. Canceling, what else do we got in, Matt on this list here? Um, what you don't want to talk about candles? <laughs> no, I got. I mean, I, Come on, that's good. I'm pod. happy to talk about candles. The rest of good pod like a whale pod. My ooh. What'd you say about whale pod? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good pod talking about wicks. Yeah. Okay, so uh, cut the shit, fellas. Okay. We're going to edit all this out. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I don't think there's been much editing at all, aside from where I have to put the music in. Um, Okay, what were some of your... (laughs) What were some of your favorite moments, uh, musical or otherwise? um, I'll start. (laughs) I really enjoyed our talkback mic banter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially because from where I am most of the time with the big computer screen, I can't see you. So that's how we would kind of vibe out a little bit on the talkback. I don't remember anything specific or any funny stories. I just remember just being goofy, and that's that was fun with you guys because you guys are kind of goofballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also enjoyed struggling to meet, I think we talked about this, struggling to meet Reed's temperature requirements, <laughs> which actually Reed Umstadt advanced to me. What do you mean? Oh, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, Reed, I hope. We were talking about, I was like, what? so oh, I got yeah. these guys coming That's in. They're, they're, they seem like cool guys. He's like, yeah. I have a story about that. And he said, I swear to God, he was like, Matt gets kind of cold sometimes. So, like, on gigs, he's been kind of cold. Um, it's great. And so, so I, like, the first gig Reed and I played was, it was like, I can't remember the month, but it was an exceptionally cold, rainy day. I mean, it, it was like 40 or something outside. And it was raining. We were under a little tent. Total, I, I joked with Reed. The, the gig started, and I'd be like, whew, it's a, a little cold out, huh? And as the gig went on, my 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 whoo got higher pitched. He'll, he'll tell you, it's like <laughs> it was louder and more higher pitched by the end of the gig. So woo. yeah, just like woo. yeah, just woo. <laughs> it's cold. Oh, it's oh boy. Yeah, oh, but yeah. no, it took um it took that couple hours on that first day. We were doing like the sound stuff and get yeah, the, it was, get the heat cranking. It was like it was equal parts. <laughs> Uh, like getting getting your, your hands warmed up, headphone balance, and the heater yep. <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enjoyed uh, another read thing, another Matt read thing. Uh, watching you eat from your sack lunch in that adorable Red Horizon Valley organic vinyl lunchbox, and uh, I, also, I enjoyed never once seeing Chris eat much of anything. He drank a lot of tea. Yeah, Chris was on a I sort of just three day fast to eat. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. Uh... I think maybe it's the masks, you know, they're just like, you don't want to, but oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, that's, I, I, maybe also like, I've never brought food to a session. I think that's the other thing. Cause every time I've done a session, it's like at some point, usually like an hour or two after like was, would have been an appropriate time. Someone's like, Hey, we should probably order some food. Right. And so then like everyone orders food. So I just like, I'm just not used to bringing food to a, yeah. a session, you know? So really it's your fault. <laughs> I, yeah. <It's> fucking A. <laughs> Actually, it's the fault of the intern that you should have. I should that's have an definitely, intern. That's definitely their job. 
I should have an intern. Sometimes it's my brother. I brought him in for some mm -hmm. of that headphone help while I was a little bit like trying to dance between a couple things. And I, I sent an angry text to my brother, Bonesaw, <laughs> who lives across the yard uh, on the same property. It's like, dude, get in here and help me out. And he's got a newborn baby. So it's like, chill. I'll be out there in a second. But thanks, Bonesaw. You did, you did end up helping. Anyway, did you guys have any... Let's start with you, Matt. Mm. Uh and take your time, but try to try to think of uh, like just a Cast really warm hoig like memory. <laughs> hoig or who? Was that hoig or What's huga? It that was a combination again? of. I thought you were saying your own name just then. Is it huga? It's huga. Yeah. It's huga. Huga. Why can't I, should, I, I, should, get I that? shouldn't have told you how it was spelled. Why can't I get that? Yeah, the... uh, Matt, give us a huga moment from the your time here. Okay. Um, but don't take like don't take too much time. Yeah, dead air is not good for podcasts. Yeah, uh, maybe I can sing in seven while I'm thinking or something. I'll do it. <laughs> a moment? Wait, wait, what were we like a just a warm like a cool moment? A standout like moment? When, when did you really feel? I would like to give. I would like to give. This is Chris. You now. go. Chris. I would like to give thanks. For ranch water <laughs> and we talked about your trump uh trump puppet trump on my hand instagram account uh off air but for anyone listeners who aren't aware trump on my hand instagram is great i think i shut it down <laughs> did you i think so uh, okay what's you... your new one puppets but pimp pimp the uh the puppet telegrams one. puppet telegrams okay that's i mean that's the real one of course uh, yeah i mean but but you showed us that and there was one that featured ranch water and i had ju like just recently found ranch water like it's like one of those quarantine things where you know you're yeah. like every time you go to the store there's a different um flavored seltzer and because everyone's jumping on the white clock uh -huh. train and uh you know and pretty much they all suck like they pretty much all suck they all do suck yeah so like finding ranch water was like this like revelation because it was like oh wait this is actually good i enjoy this what's going on yeah. and then you had that thing so like i feel like we bonded on that so ranchies is a <laughs> So ranch, ranch slamming was a thing that I really appreciate. We did. It was, I think, it was the second day where uh, we were. I was kind of feeling you out. I was like, hey, "Do I have some ranch water? Have you ever heard of it? And you're like, "Ranch water." Um, Do you? I, I got a better one. Uh, when we, I think it was after. It was the first day, maybe one of our. I don't know, first or second go back and forth mix notes thing after we finish. You, you created a full on video with music in the back and almost like a yeah basically created like a like a um a bespoke instagram story post just for us yeah just for our eyes only oh yeah oh oh yeah or like a mini youtube video with like sound with and almost I think like there was a, editing almost it. like a beastie boys vibe or you know with the camera angle like yo yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah. like a it was a well-crafted uh just for text just for a group text yeah uh, that was yeah. a special special uh you mean the Send. one for Etude? A uh, yes. Uh, no, I think it was for several. You know, the one I just said were, yes. I don't know. <laughs> some stuff about like phantom, phantom noises. If you heard them, you you fix them. If you didn't hear them, you didn't to do fix. it. There's nothing to fix. Yeah. If they were phantom. Mm -hmm. Wait, yeah. I don't mean to. I don't mean to belabor the point, but I made a video about this. Mm -hmm. I'll find it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Send it to me, and I'll post it. Awesome. Uh, Tell me, uh, I have one more dream related, dream studios related question for you guys. Tell me your favorite item 
or just think of one right now as you look around the room. What's your favorite item? Because there's a lot of items on the wall, on the shelves, blah, 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 uh, in the cutting room. So I was I was drawn to the uh, the Russian nesting presidential dolls. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Although I was uh, I was a little sad that it didn't go in chronological order. Or no, it does go in chronological order. I was hoping that it would go in some sort of ideological order where the center was oh. like was like Reagan or something. You know, That's like good. they all lead to what's really inside. <laughs> but I think they just go chronologically, which is also cool. But like you know, that would be the next level. So. Whoever you got that from, maybe you could just pass that note along to them. That would be good. I got that from uh, my brother-in-law, Tim Eisinger. I think I would go with the Marshall half stack and the Les Paul. Oh yeah, because because it, we're sitting, you know, it's quite a juxtaposition. Yeah, with, with the music with that the, we're playing. Two acoustic guitars at any point, I you know we could play November Rain over there and exactly. You know, I never understood why any, anyone cared about Marshalls forever like i just my only experience with them was bad because it was like a modern one or a small one or something i was just like this doesn't sound good and then i recorded an album uh, a couple years ago with um, a band that i play in uh called fork and it was the first time that i was able to actually do it like i play i we borrowed like a good one a good old one i put a les paul through it we turned it up it's fucking loud <laughs> and it was it, i completely understood instantly like it all, like the entire history of rock and roll made perfect sense to me. That's great. Because um, they only really make sense at that level. Like there's a certain like butt sound that it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, you don't push past the threshold. This is my very, very oh. technical definition. But like to, in, to my ears, like if, if it's less than that or if it's like some version of that, it's like eating something like a crappy version of something that could be really good. And it just ruins the whole thing. But like, Interesting. once you push past that, then the butt sound becomes really, really awesome. <laughs> it's like a good butt. Okay. You should edit all this out. No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> and I can't wait. I can't wait to. to uh, so my brother. Is that, um, like, is that why they call it the brown sound? <laughs> they do. The brown note. The brown note. The brown sound. <laughs> I think that's different. It's the Van Halen sound. Oh really? Yeah. Do oh, they use Marshall? Shows, shows that I know. It's got to be a Marshall guy, right? Van Halen? I, I mean, uh, I, I wish I, I'm not a huge. I mean, I, I love I love Eddie Van Halen. Failing. I, I don't know his gear very well. Yeah, yeah I don't either. But I, I think it. I think seems right. The brown like sound. It would be a Marshall, but I don't know. You can fact check it. Google it. My brother has only. He's had that amp forever. Yeah. And he's only he never bought another one. And he <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Only, he only <laughs> plays. He's only ever played a Les Paul. I mean, there's a. You see the cardboard cut out of slash right there, so it's yeah. it's clear where you know what time of day it is. Where he started, yeah. Um, you know where you are. You know where you are. You're in the jungle, baby. You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> Wake up, time to die. That's what he said live. I'm a GNR super fan, so on. The, well, whatever. Yeah, Wake that's up. what he would say. Go. Wake up, time to die. <laughs> so good. Um. All right, well, I think we're done. Oh, I know. This is fun. You guys should come back. This was a fun one. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, plans for a release for this album? May, June. May, June. May, June. May, yeah, yeah. I think we're yeah. like going to do a single in May and then a release in June. That's the most up-to-date information yeah okay and it will be available on all streaming platforms i assume oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Definitely. and you will be performing when 
performances happen. Mm-hmm. We do we do have live streams on our fa- we've been doing Facebook lately, um, either YouTube or Facebook. Uh, if you follow us on our socials, we're Reed McQueen R E A D M C Q U E E N. That's our handle on everything. Instagram, Facebook. Is there another one? That's it. That's and it. we have a website. Website and Bandcamp. Yep, Bandcamp. Good. But yeah, good. so we do live streams sometimes, which is it's like a, one of the cool things about being a two-person band that live in the same city. Yeah. Most haven't been able to play with any other bands for the last year, <laughs> but we can do this one. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So ch- uh, check out their live stream when they happen. Follow all that stuff, and keep abreast of. <laughs> You can't. You just can't say that word. There's no reason you? to laugh, but it... you just can't say that word. But um, but you have to. You have to. It's, it works the best. So keep abreast. Hogue, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, stay tuned, uh, or tune in next time, I should say, for the next episode. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> The Dream Studios podcast is brought to you by PuppetTelegrams.com. Think of someone in your life. Would they love getting a personalized telegram from a puppet? Of course they would. You choose the puppet. That's the fun part. Will it be Wingo the Bat, lovable and dim-witted? Will it be Lionel the Lion, who is blustery and proud? Maybe you'll choose Layla the Chicken, sarcastic and edgy. Or Vitaly the Monster, an excitable force of nature. After that, you provide some quick details about your recipient to help the puppet telegram be as personalized as possible. It's a quick and easy way to make someone laugh for quite literally any occasion. A birthday, anniversary, graduation, promotion, get well, congratulations, retirement, I miss you, and my favorite, just because. You don't have to be a kid to crack up at... You don't have to be a kid to crack up at one of these telegrams, and the messages can be anywhere from wholesome to edgy and everywhere in between. To get you started, the puppets are giving you a $10 coupon. Just use the code LAUGH, that's L-A-U-G-H, if you decide to order a puppet telegram from puppettelegrams.com.
The Dream Studios podcast is brought to you by PuppetTelegrams.com. Think of someone in your life. Would they love getting a personalized telegram from a puppet? Of course they would. You choose the puppet. That's the fun part. Will it be Wingo the Bat, lovable and dim-witted? Will it be Lionel the Lion, who is blustery and proud? Maybe you'll choose Layla the Chicken, sarcastic and edgy, or Vitaly the Monster, an excitable force of nature. After that, you provide some quick details about your recipient to help the puppet telegram be as personalized as possible. It's a quick and easy way to make someone laugh for quite literally any occasion. A birthday, anniversary, graduation, promotion, get well, congratulations, retirement, I miss you, and my favorite, just because. You don't have to be a kid to crack up at... You don't have to be a kid to crack up at one of these telegrams, and the messages can be anywhere from wholesome to edgy and everywhere in between. To get you started, the puppets are giving you a $10 coupon. Just use the code LAUGH, that's L-A-U-G-H, if you decide to order a puppet telegram from puppettelegrams.com.